Hey drivers, are you thinking about becoming a lease operator? Well, NCI is leasing out one to two-year-old Kenworth T680 double bunk condo tractors, fully loaded with APU and fridge, plus the company is owned by their own product. That's right, they deliver mainly their own freight, which means your business will be thriving for a long time to come. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. And tell them TalkCDL sent you. Please, thank you. Are you ready? Um, I'm not on. Oh, crap. Where are you? Oh, you know what? I have you turned down again. So, <laughs> go ahead, talk. All right, let me start over. Are you ready? Um, ready. All right. I'm trying to do that like Bugs Bunny WB thing. Remember? Yeah, we have we have to develop a new uh, we have to develop a new like for different cartoons because Bugs Bunny's like yesterday's cartoon. I I don't even think our kids were Bugs Bunny fans. I. The, our kids were SpongeBobbers and and uh, who else? The Mickey Mouse Club and all other Teletubbies. Teletubbies. I remember that. <laughs> they, they, that that goes to show you the generations are getting worse. When you can watch those Teletubbies, let's be honest. That was horrible. <laughs> they were nasty. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's like going from a long hood to an anteater. It's just getting worse and worse. <laughs> you go. Bugs Bunny was the ultimate cartoon. Three seventy nine Pete's were the ultimate trucks, and now we have trucks that are more like uh, aerodynamic. And you know, the more it's funny how. And you look at the tractor trailers today. Every time a new one comes out, I'm going. Ah, it's just not really that cool. But then after they make. 25,000 or 250,000 or 1 million, but whatever they make that many and you see them all the time, you get used to them and you're going, okay. So I guess the Teletubbies are the same damn way. I just never could like the Teletubbies. They were horrible. What were those, those fighter people? What were they called? Um, Preston, our, our oldest son was one of those guys. He loved them. Remember they was yeah, for them? Yeah, if you give me one second, and, I and, can... And then you had the turtles, the Ninja Turtles, but the, the other Becca thing... was the Ninja Turtles, right, but, but you're thinking of Power Rangers. Power Rangers. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, they, you, you know, I... They have like 15 different types of Power Rangers at least right see, now. See, like I'm an old school long hood guy. I like long hoods and I love cab overs. I, I absolutely... If you're a trucker and you've never been in a cab over, I know a lot of them go, oh, I don't want them. I guarantee you get up in a cab over, you sit higher, and the view, it's like, a, a, I'm going to give you the best description of a cab over as I can. When you're in a cab over, right, it's like having, being in a, vac- a vacation home that sits right on the water to where when you look out your window, it almost looks like the water's coming under your house. Because the view is so up close and personal. When you're in a, in a cab over, right, it absolutely is the same exact view. It's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely, I, love, I, I just love cab overs. And the long hoods, that's a different scenario. You know, you're kind of like this little the dot. The reverse opposite. Exactly. <laughs> you're like this little dot back there in the, in the cab. But it, it's really, honestly, the feel of a, of a, of a long wheelbase tractor being able to cruise at 80 85 mile an hour across i-80 in pennsylvania 
I'm going to tell you, that is very comfortable. You're driving around those curves. It feels like you're in a Porsche. Like that Western Star we had, that thing felt absolutely great. I've been in plastic trucks, freight liners. And again, I'm not putting them down a little. But anyways, when you're in them, you can feel the little weeble wobble thing going on. You know what I mean? In in those those uh, kind of trucks versus those older, heavy-duty, long-hood trucks. It's like a old, like, you know how, like, these have, like, the Mercury's, they're all steel. The uh, Cadillac's all steel. Now you get the new ones, like, and they're all the, the, the bendable plastic, you know. Well, we, we actually were talking about them old Cadillacs the other day. You remember, you remember those things. They were like the Lincolns, mm-hmm. the Cadillac, the Vils, all those, those cars. They were, people called them boats, mm-hmm. but they, they glided. When you were in one of those cars, rear wheel drive Cadillac, a rear wheel drive Chevy Caprice, a rear wheel drive Lincoln Continental or a town car. Do you remember the, our friend Charlie, we went to dinner with this couple the other day and they picked this up in a old, he loves old cars. So he went and he bought an old fifth Avenue and it had the, those seats. It looked like you were in some fancy hotel just sitting in the seats and it, the, the cars he built a garage for his cars. Yeah. He, he built a garage just to buy these old cars mm-hmm. that he does. But to get in one of those compared to, t- I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think some of the cars today are cool too. And I'm not knocking the, the, the newer tractor trailers. I'm just saying that to me, each generation just gets a little funnier, you know, a little funny looking, you know, <laughs> remember that song by George Thorogood, one bourbon, one beer, one scotch, no, one bourbon, one scotch and one, one beer. Bump, bump, bump. But anyways, Remember when he asked the guy if he could stay because he got kicked out of his place? He 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 knocked on so I knock on the door, <laughs> and and he says his friend says, uh, I need a place. He says I need a place to stay. He says, well, he's talking about his wife. He goes, she kind of funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. He goes, now you funny too. Mm-hmm. So so when I look at the new trucks, they're kind of funny. You know what I mean? I, I just when you compare. You know, the, the old Cadillacs to the new Cadillacs. Personally, I don't even think the new Cadillacs are much better than the Chevys anymore. I don't, I don't think any of them are. I mean, they're all the, the, they're, they all built them all the same. There's nothing to tell the difference right. between half of them. If it wasn't for the emblem, you wouldn't even know the difference between some of the vehicles. They're, right. too, they're too similar. They're too... Right. They're losing their own identity. A lot of your, man, your manufacturers, even Peterbilt, right? Some of those 589. I mean, I mean they're still a Pete, but it's still not... You know what I mean? When you're looking at them coming down the road, they all look like a Aerodyne Anteater truck coming down the road. It's, Aerodyne Anteater? <laughs> I said Aer- Aerodyne Anteater. Yeah. That's what I said. They're just all more sleek. I just I just like the truck trucks. You know what I mean? So. You're a milly man, a trucky trucker. And look, I am a Bugs Bunny guy, so yes, I am. All right. You may be, Rabbit. So... What do you got for me today? You got something you want to talk about, Ruthann? Miss Miss Ruthann, the year 2020. You know, this is our first podcast in 2020. No, we did the kickoff, but we've been really tied up, so here we are. You know what sucks? Shopping for truckers insurance. You know what sucks more? Not having it. You want to know how to fix that? Call 800 
347-5373 and let the trucking insurance experts at Rev help you get the coverage you need without breaking the bank. Rev specializes in providing insurance of all types to small fleet owners and independent owner operators. Whether local, short haul, or long haul, Rev Insurance can get you covered at a price that fits your budget. From liability damages and cargo to workers' compensation and surety bonds, Rev has your back while you're out there on the road. Call 800-347-5373 or visit www.revinsurance.com. That's R-E-V. I-N-S-U-R-A-N-C-E dot com. That's 800-347-5373. Rev Insurance knows truckers because they only work with truckers. How awful do you think it is when a truck driver is charged with a fatal accident? Well, if he's charged with a fatal accident, that means it was his fault. So I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't care, you know, and I'm sure you're going to give me the circumstances behind it, but as a truck driver, we, uh, and the problem with, here's the mentality that bothers me with truck drivers and, and myself, I used to do the same thing. We'd go, it's us against the four wheelers. They're such bad people and blah, blah, blah. Okay. We need to get off that first off. That mentality of the four-wheelers, they suck, they're this, they're that. Truckers are held to a higher standard. You're a professional. Well, and what I mean by that is most preventable accidents, right, were preventable. That's why it's called a preventable accident. You were in an accident that you could have prevented. That's what people don't When you're charged with an accident and it's called a preventable, think about that word, preventable that means you, the guy that got the charge, could have prevented it by not doing whatever you did to cause that accident. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I do know. seventy I think it's 70 or 80% of all accidents involving a car and a big truck are normally the four-wheeler's fault, deemed the four-wheeler's fault. Mm-hmm. I get that. But I'm talking about the accidents... See, I don't want to get. I don't want people to go, oh, Troy, well, 80% are caused by the four-wheeler. No, what I'm talking about here is is the the percent the hundred percent that's caused by the trucker. And normally when the trucker causes a real bad accident, it's 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 way more destructive than you know an accident that involves two cars. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm you know I'm not trying to put my brother truck drivers down, but at the same time we go back to that word Look, the reason I go around subjects like this is because you almost have to cover every little angle. So the people out there that are going, well, what about this? What about that? But what we need to concentrate on is the actual subject, the subject. And again, I don't know what you're even getting at, but where I went to is the word preventable. If it's preventable, okay, and it's proven that it was the truck driver's fault, that means, again, I'll say it. That accident you could have prevented. And that's all we're talking about right here. We're not talking about the other stats of, of, of the other bad people. I said one sentence. You haven't let me get anywhere else. So nobody knows anything. <laughs> okay. Wow. Do I got your speaker up uh, or your mic up? Uh, yeah, you're right. So anyways, so I just you said, asked me, but you asked me what I think. And so I said, how do you feel about a driver? Um, preventable fatal accident. No, I didn't say preventable. Yes, you did. 
charged with a oh, fatal char- accident. I never said preventable. Okay, charged. You went into the... Okay. And that's all I, in my babbling way, uh, wanted to go into because I want to establish the ground rules. You falling asleep on me? Okay, I just wanted to establish the ground rules of I'm not worried about the other five billion okay, different stats. Okay, we, we can get past that if we just get to the article. Boo-hoo. <sighs> Boo-hoo. Wow. I'm going to play a violin for you in a minute. All right, Ruthann. So a Utah semi-driver has been arrested and charged following a fatal accident um, near 80, Interstate 80 near Grand Island. According to the Sheriff's Department, the driver... He's 37 years old, from Utah, was arrested and booked into the county jail on charges of a motor vehicle homicide, driving under the influence, refusal to submit to a preliminary breath test, and an illegal U-turn following the accident. Do you think he's in trouble? Did you just say driving under the influence? Yes, I did. Influence of alcohol? That's I'm, usually I'm, what that means. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I mean, they don't really classify the differences most of the time between alcohol or another substance. So a lot of times, you know, when it says another substance, it could be, you know, drugs, but they usually signify narcotics or something. But Right. So, so okay, so, and, and it sounded like you said he did an illegal U-turn, which is... After the accident. So he caused an accident, did an illegal U-turn. Okay, I thought maybe he was drunk and did an illegal U-turn, which uh, got him into the accident. So, no, no, okay. no, it doesn't sound that way. It's, okay. it's He was arrested and booked um, on charges of motor vehicle homicide, driving under the influence, refusal to submit, and an illegal U-turn following the accident. So it sounds to me that he... Following the accident, he did up, but maybe, you know what, you know, I'm reading it. Following the accident, he was charged with all this stuff. So, you know, it's it, the illegal U-turn probably is what caused the accident itself. But let's read. Oh, you got more? I got more. Let's hear it. So the accident happened near mile marker 308 near Grand Island on 80 between a semi car, a semi and a car. After investigating the accident, the sheriff's department concluded that the driver was traveling westbound on 80 when he lost control, crossed the median, and went into the eastbound lanes where he hit an oncoming Subaru Forester driven by a 72-year-old man of Wisconsin. Wow. The you, are you Subaru. saying the trucker crossed over the median? Mm-hmm. Wow. And the Subaru went right underneath him. He must have had some heavy alcohol in him. Probably dozing all slurry like. Well, the driver was 72 and his passenger, his wife, was also 72. Aw. Um, she was treated and pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, no way. So the, the, the driver in the Forester's wife was killed. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he was transported to the hospital and treated for his injuries sustained by the accident. Okay. You, you got everything? That's it. Okay, so let me just say this. First off, for all the truck drivers that are listening to us, I would, I would be, if I was every one of those truckers, they should be angry. Really. Because that's an insult to our profession. We, you know what? There's firefighter groups. There's police groups. 
There's the meat cutters union. There's the carpenters union. There's the brick layers. There's the concrete layers. There's all these groups. And then there's us. We are truckers. I mean it. We are truckers. That's dun, our... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, We are the trucking industry. Every one of us that are involved, the dr- from drivers to dispatchers, and I'm, be, I'm be just, just saying right now, that's an insult to our profession. It really is. When we've got a brother out there that not only is willing to drink and, and risk the public, I mean it, risk the public. He's in a he's in a death machine. He's not just in a car. He's in eighty thousand pounds. He's in a death machine. You said it right the first time. Here he is, or she. It was a he. But yeah, it's normally a he. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm. It really is. Here he is taking a chance. Oh, I can handle my booze. Oh, I can handle it. You're an idiot when you say that. Oh, I can handle it. You're an idiot. And and just being honest with you, it's an insult. And everybody listening to this podcast should be freaking insulted to the max that somebody out there is willing because not only are do not only do they make themselves look bad and endanger the public, that's first and foremost, okay? But second off, you you make a you make your company look so bad that took a chance on hiring you, and then on top of it, there's the rest of us truck drivers and people in the industry that that you make us look bad. You you make you put a stain on every one of us. You I'm telling you, a guy like that should never do you know, this comes right after last year. Remember, um, what was his name? Jack Satterfield. Remember that guy? Mm. That went into Pennsylvania and killed I forget how many people after drinking margaritas and beer and all that crap, and then he got up and ran, blah it was blah like blah. Eight. I, I don't think it was eight. I think it was more like three or four people he killed. It was like 12 or 14 vehicles. He, it was a pileup. But he just got sentenced to 68 years. Now, that was national news. It was everywhere. And most people in trucking heard of that incident with Jack Satterfield, Ruthann, right? Mm-hmm. So you would think that would scare people into saying, look, I don't want to be like Jack Satterfield. Now you've got, what did it even give that guy's name? The guy that just got arrested in Utah. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Say his name. Well, I got to get back to that screen. Oh, okay. But anyways. His name is Peterson Black. Peterson Black. Peterson mm-hmm. Black. That's going to be the now the new name that everybody in the industry is concentrating on. What's Okay, let's see the results of Peterson Black. And Peterson, if you're listening to the podcast, if, if they have um, Talk CDL in prison, okay, hear me. You 100% are now, everybody is looking at you to see what's going to happen to you as another benchmark out in Utah, but it's in a bad light. So not only are you going to go to jail, not only are you never going to get, you're never going to get a, a trucking job again. When you have a fatality with a DUI, you might as well, you might as well cut your, your, your CDL up, but you're also now going to stain yourself and the rest of us. Ruthann, go ahead. Um, Jack Satterfield did kill only three people, but it was so big. There were, it was so many multiple cars. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was bad. And he got up to 28 and a half to 78 years. How many? 78. Up to 78 years. Mm-hmm. And what was the minimum? 28 and a half. Oh, okay. So he still might actually get out before he's dead. I don't know. He was in his thirties. 
and he was sentenced in 2019. I, listen, it happened in October. You know that we're the biggest advocates for truckers there is. Mm-hmm. But I have zero, 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 zero compassion for the guy that... And look, I'll tell you where my compassion is for the guy with the DUIs. I understand addiction and, and disease. We've worked with it many, many times. I get it. I understand what it's like to not be able to, to, to break a habit, all right? But guys, you have to, in some way, reach out and get help. Well, let's look at it this way. Would you get in an airplane? Would you want to fly in an airplane with a pilot that's been drinking? No, I wouldn't want to. Be, I There's don't want to no be difference. on the road with anybody. A professional. Drinking. Would you want someone coming into your home and hanging windows, doing your roof? If you don't want to go extreme, let's think that. Would you want someone coming into your home doing electrical work while they were drunk? Listen, it reminds me of a story. Do you remember when we were at a birthday party at a roller skating rink, right? And somebody showed up. One of the people showed up. Whose birthday party was it? Do you remember? I'm still trying to figure out what one you're talking about. So we had a few. Um, J.A., showed up drunk out of his gazoo and I'm like, dude, you're out of here. And I grabbed him and I took him out. Do you remember that guy? Huh? Mm-hmm. Acid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're you're out of here. You're, you're like at a little kid's birthday party drunk. Mm-hmm. Remember it was like, mm-hmm. how, who was the kid? Who was the birthday for? I believe it was ours. Was it Rebecca? Yeah. She was like, what, eight? Yeah. Maybe seven? I think it was Samara and Rebecca's. Yeah. And like he shows up Drunk out of his mind, right? Because he fell off the wagon. He's an alcoholic, right? And I'm like, in the middle of a roller skating rink, there's this 50-year-old guy slurring and hanging all over people. And the, the, the average age was like eight. And I had to like take him aside and go, hey, what the hell are you doing? You're embarrassing everybody. I said, let's go now. I walked him out, put him in a car, and all he did was cried how he was sorry on the way home. I was like, dude, wait do you wake up tomorrow to your wife and everybody that was there pissed off. Go ahead. That's what alcohol you're, does you're, to you. It you're a professional. Even... And, you know, here's, here's to the magi- musicians out there. The musicians, I couldn't get that out. That's all right. I got a headache. But anyways. Don't, don't make excuses. Just slur your voice. I, We're talking it. about DUIs. You can talk like one. <laughs> the, I, I, you know you know Bon Jovi's song, You Give Love a Bad Name? Yeah. Well, change the words a little bit. Add your own little beat just enough and say that to truckers. You give truckers a bad name when you do this. Yeah, truck drivers, you should be insulted by anybody that gets a DUI and a tractor trailer. Well, like I was saying, I wouldn't want someone that's drunk coming in and doing wiring in my house on the hopes that he didn't cross a wire and cause a fire in the middle of the night and kill my family. Hi, I just rigged your house. It's already that's just really a bad impression of someone that's I'm trying. here to make a delivery, Walmart. It's imagine pulling up to a shipper. Hi. Um, <laughs> there's stuff in the back there for you guys. Where do you want me to pack <clears throat> where do you want me to pack it into? The funny thing is is usually when someone's drunk, they uh, usually try to act sober and you're act you're trying to act drunk, so it really just makes it look stupid. <laughs> just saying. Just, <laughs> can you I can't it's even true, imagine though, right? can you imagine getting a phone call? I mean, I mean, how many trucking companies do you think get a phone call in a year? Because I'm not kidding you. I just read some statistics. 
um, not too long ago, where I think it was like in, in 2018, like 1,600 truckers got a DUI just in the state of Ohio. I, in 2018, one million people in the United States got a DUI. One million people. Can you imagine that? One million people. That's that's disgusting. Yeah. That means one million people either try almost killed someone, killed someone, or just you and know. And that's not the ones that got caught. How many don't get caught? So what mm-hmm. I'm getting at though is, imagine how many trucking companies get a phone call in a year's time, over a year's period. Where they'll get a phone call from the shipper or the receiver and they'll say, um, we suspect your driver is drunk. And I know some companies have told me about the calls they've gotten on truck drivers. One trucking company told us how a guy pulled a knife on a shipper. Mm-hmm. You got your finger up. Yeah, I have a What's statistic. Like, we should in, put a red light up there. Ding. My turn to talk. Go ahead. In um, 2017, because we just got some of these statistics up now at the end of 19. Mm-hmm. So during... the fa- um, the U.S. Department of Transportation confirms that 4,600 truckers were involved in fatal accidents during 2017. The numbers include com- combination tractor trailer rigs and signal units, as large delivery vans, garbage trucks, and other commercial vehicles. Right, right. In the documented accidents, 3.6% of the commercial drivers tested positive for their back being 0.01 above their blood alcohol count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only 2.5% of the drivers tested positive for a back at 0.08% above. And that was in the the fatalities. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and so I I get it. And and, and listen, I'm going to tell you something. The one good thing about the trucking industry, if you compare the percents of people that are drinking, I believe I read the other day that trucking is way, is in better shape than the regular motoring public. because. Most professionals that even do like to drink will not drink when they have a CDL. I've talked to truckers that were social drinkers, and they'll tell you, listen, man, I literally um, almost stopped drinking altogether after I got my CDL because I realized that's my golden ticket in my in my thing. Mm-hmm. So going back to that, though, what do you, I'd love to know that statistic of how many people, you know, get some smashed drunk dude showing up at the shipper tree. You know what I mean? It's like, and then you get arrested there. Um, I seen a, I seen this guy on a blog the other day. Okay. And he had posted in one of those trucking blogs, right? He had gotten a DWI like two years ago, right around two years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. Actually, I, I actually copied it and I was going to read it to you. It's kind of interesting to see, and, and some of the other truck drivers were actually, um, you could tell they were repulsed by this guy. And uh, so what he said was, he had posted on this blog about, hey, I got my DUI like two years ago, and uh, I'm looking for a trucking company to hire me. Okay. And so <laughs> this guy writes, <laughs> Stu writes, I'm fairly sure you're SOL, which he says, I'm not even sure the bottom feeding scum would even go near you. Possibly try. And then he names a couple trucking companies that are bottom feeders. And the guy writes back to him. He says, I've already tried them, but thanks. He says, I was hired by uh, a trucking company. It's like one I've never heard of. 
He says about a month ago, only to find out that they were running illegal. So he ends up quitting a company because they were running them too hard, right? He finally found somebody to get a DUI. What does that tell you about that guy? It's like, dude, you're not getting a job. You finally got one. And now because they run too hard, you're going to quit them? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, dude, you don't want a trucking job. But anyway, so it got me thinking, here's what happens to these guys when they get a DUI. First off, normally when you get a DUI, if it's not in a commercial vehicle, when you get one, you normally get a one-year suspension. Isn't that usually protocol for most states? You get a one-year... No? So no, most people don't get a, get a one-year suspended license? I thought they do. I think they're supposed to, but I think a lot of times they don't get it. Okay, well, let's just say, let's just say we're following normality, and then you do get it, right? So what normally... You've, you've worked with DAC and all those, those deals with, you know, in safety yourself for a good many years. What is normally, how many, isn't it, it's usually five years before most trucking companies will mm -hmm. even look at the, the decent Five one. to seven, depending on which one. Right. And then every now and then you'll get one that's at three years. Very rare. Very rare. But every most of the time insurance companies rewrite it and say it has to be five now. Yeah. Well, very rare, but a lot of times you, you do get one at three years. And so what happens is, even if you do have one at three years, nobody's going to be hiring you within that three years. You don't have the experience now. Right, exactly what I was getting at. So now you go the three years to where the DWI is three years old, and you go to apply with a trucking company, and, and what were you just saying? You have no experience in the last three. Right. Now, and why is that important? Because you can't drive a truck in, by rules and regulations if you have no experience with driving most, it. With, with most trucking companies. FCM, FMCSA law, doesn't it say now no. that you have to have some experience? No, no, absolutely not. No, that's an insurance thing. Insurance, sorry. It's insurance, yeah. yeah. Because they have to go in and retrain. And they don't want to retrain. I've got 10 years experience. I will never go with a trainer. Well, then you will never drive a truck. Here's another thing. Um, reckless, I know it's not part of the subject, but recklesses and carelesses are the same incident. If you have one of those, well, they can't hire you in the last, um, like, five years usually, usually too. Usually that, yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but I want to stay to the DUI for just a second on this. So if you get the DUI and then you go the three years with no more problems, like you just said, you now still won't be able to get a job because most likely the company you apply with, their insurance company needs to see 12 months. Six months, 12 months. Six and months, 12 months in the last three. And when they look back at the last three, and like Ruth Ann said, some of you might go, well, I got 15, 20 years experience, man. Shit, I can write the book on driving. You know better than a drink and drive then. Yeah, but what I'm getting yeah, it's true too. <laughs> but what I'm getting at though is I don't care how much experience you have 500 years ago, it's all they care about is the last three. I actually, mm -hmm. have, I've talked to drivers about that many times, mm -hmm. and you have to get it. The the guys that are in trouble usually aren't good with numbers <laughs> because you got to tell them. Listen, they only care about the last 36 months. Mm -hmm. So if you have zero driving in the last three years, that's legitimately verified with a legitimate company. Now, it doesn't matter if you have a DUI or not. You still can't get hired because of mm -hmm. they're not going to insure anybody. Which that could be a whole new subject there because we have a lot that's going on with that anymore right now. You have drivers that decide that they're going to get out of driving for a little bit, work with small companies, get out of driving for a little bit, and then try and come back. Well, you know, and again, there's some companies that will do that, but not many. So anyways, I just wanted to read this. No more than one DUI, okay, and it's got to be over five years. 
Most companies, most companies will not hire somebody with T, two DUIs. Mm-mm. And I just read something on a blog. I've got to confirm it, but somebody wrote on a blog. They said FMCSA new rule is now if you have two DUIs in a commercial or any other vehicle in a lifetime, you now it's it's a lifetime suspension. Now I don't know that I honestly I just read that this morning and I was like, and I'm just saying that's hearsay. I don't know that FMCSA has that actual rule. I want to look that up if you want to see if you can do that real quick. But the bottom line is, if that's the case, because I've met a bunch of guys that had one, had well, I've had I've talked to guys that said, well, I've got three back in the '70s, but they don't show up. Blah 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 blah. Well, I think that would be more grandfathered in, and anybody going forth, if that is a correct, legit law, I don't know. So if anybody knows for sure if that is a new law, please let us know. So, anyways, now we've got the new guy. That's making the headlines, DUI, drinking and driving. Drivers, if you're out there, and I mean this sincerely, if you're out there and you have a drinking problem, okay, a drug problem, contact ToxyDL. I mean it. We actually do care. Contact us. Uh, Give us, shoot us a message, Troy at ToxyDL.com, Ruthann at ToxyDL.com, and uh, get in touch with us. Uh, We can give you our number. And uh, we would be more than happy to try to help help find you help. You would be better off, and I've said this before to, to drivers. I said it on the air many a times. You would be better off today, right now, today, if you just had some booze this morning and you're driving. Okay, you would be better off today to park your truck, call your company, tell them that you're very sick, which is very true. Then that is a sickness, and tell them. I'm sorry, you're going to have to come get my truck. You would be better off with an abandonment and quitting that company and going and getting yourself in rehab right now than what the results are going to be if, if, you're, if, ja- if you follow Jack Satterfield or what was that guy's name today? Peterson Black. Peterson Black. If you follow their footsteps, and I could get more drivers that we can pull up here over the years mm-hmm. that... They, they just stop. You know how everybody says, oh, I'm going to get help tomorrow. I'm going to quit tomorrow. And then tomorrow never comes. They pick it up again and do it again and again and again. Oh, I can handle my booze. People don't even realize I've been doing it for years. It's coming for you. It doesn't really matter how long you've been doing it. The bottom line is you're not going to do it forever. And then the end results are this. So call us. We would be, we're we we have no problem helping them find a place right now. So if you're out there drunk behind the wheel, drinking behind the wheel right now, pull your ass over, call your trucking company, tell them you're sick because truly you're not lying at that point. You really are sick. If you can't stop drinking and driving an 80,000 pound vehicle, mm-hmm. tell them, I'm sorry. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm deathly ill. Please come pick up your truck. I'm not going to another trucking company and I'm, I'm going to check myself in at the hospital. Get out of that truck today. I don't care if you lose everything. It's going to be worth it because what you lose after an accident like that is far beyond you losing your car or your wife or whatever you think you got to keep supporting at this point in your life. Because at this point in your life, A, number one, is you getting off that crap. Well, first of all, if you are that much of an alcoholic, your wife probably is already wanting to leave you. Your family doesn't want you around because you're drunk all the time they don't don't want that you just don't know it yet yeah so 
you're doing everybody a favor of that, but think of the consequences. If you had an accident and you killed someone, if you're drinking to get over certain feelings like, oh, I'm just so depressed, I'm drinking to, to feel normal or whatever the case might be, how normal would you feel if you just killed a family or just a, a car full of teenage kids just trying to get to class or something, you know, something just every day like that? How would you feel then? What, what medication would you need to get through your day with that kind of accident on your mind, replaying it over and over because you wanted to drink? Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, what I believe, and see, I'm just trying to put myself, I've never been an alcoholic, but I'm just trying to put myself in their place. I smoked for many years. I couldn't quit for 30 years. It was insane. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm just trying to put myself in their place. I'm sure that they, most of them know, and they keep saying, I'm going to quit tomorrow. 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 And then you, you know, you keep doing it, which is very, very bad for your body and your health and your relationships. But worst off yet, you're endangering the public when you become a professional truck driver. So I'm trying to put myself in their place where they're at that point where they just can't quit. But they don't, I think that they're trying to hang on to their life thinking, okay, this is the only way I can support my family. I've got to drive my truck. I've got to pay for my bills. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. What I don't think they realize is that stuff, losing that stuff is probably what you have to do or maybe go home and get a job where you're not driving a truck until you get off the stuff and try to hold on to what you got. But they, I don't think they realize there's something far worse than losing your car, your family or whatever, because of your habitual habit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you could kill somebody, which is the ultimate worst. You kill your own kid even. You know, there's people that have killed their own kid and coming into their own town. Didn't realize the person they hit was their family. Right. But you can also go to prison for many, many years. And I promise you, while you're in prison, life's going to go on without you. So you're going to lose, you'll lose everybody and everything anyways. And once Mm -hmm. you go to prison and then on top of it, now you're never going to drive a truck again. So why not stop today? I don't care where you're at. I don't care where you're at. Why not stop today and go, you know what? One more mile could could make it way more worse than losing what I've already thought I've got to hang on to. Mm-hmm. A, I mean, I don't know how else to reason with somebody that has that habit, Ruthann. No, I agree. Mike's all yours. Oh, I don't know what else to say. You kind of covered it many times. Okay. But it's true. You know, if you need any help, there's people out there that would help you. It's just a matter of kicking your pride aside and saying, I need help. That's most of the time what people have the issue with. They either are oblivious and they can't see that they have a problem because they just just don't see it, or they're prideful and will not admit that they have the problem. But generally, someone's already told you, you've got a problem with drinking, whether it be a family member or a friend. So... You know what I think personally would be, and I know a lot of guys probably would would be insulted. Like sometimes like the people that are affected, I'll, t- I'll give you an example. You know, when you're coming out of Walmart, I mean, they don't usually check. They, they know us. <laughs> it's sad when Walmart knows you. <laughs> hey, there's at the Walmart. <laughs> no, but anyways, but, but they check your receipt. Mm-hmm. And the people that are not shoplifting, 
You, you get in, some of them get insulted. Some get really insulted. You get like it's like, dude, you, you're you're targeting me. You don't think I paid for my crap? Blah blah blah. Well, what I would suggest, first off, for the Walmart people that get pissed off, there's billions of dollars of the scumbags stealing and shoplifting at Walmart every year, and that's the reason why they're doing this. They're trying mm-hmm. to prevent. You know, all that, and, and, and what happens in, in the long run, the good people end up paying for it because the prices go up, mm-hmm. okay? Well, what if in trucking, every tractor trailer could not be started without one of those breathalyzer things? I'm serious. And you, and you would have to have, like, they would have to provide sanitary things for you to put your mouth on. But what if in a, a truck driver's DNA and everything had to match up, because you could always have your wife blow into it, but what if... Every tractor trailer had an app or something to where that truck would not start, okay, unless there is a, a, a breathalyzer that clears the guy in some way. You know, now I know all the good truckers are going to be going, screw that, man. But man, just imagine the amount of. But if you're trying to make something better. Yeah. And you piss off other people. And if you're sitting there saying, screw that, I'm going to do that. But if it's all for the general good of something, what? You're going to have certain percent say, screw well, that. Just think of it this way. I'm no Your pay rate will probably go up because they're not going to be, the, the companies aren't going to be sending, spending so much more money on insurances for that kind of incidences. So just think it would all be all around a little bit better. I would hope insurances would give a break for something like that. Oh, they would. I'm sure they but would. But do you think the trucking companies would pass their savings onto the trucking companies? I think co- some would. I think drivers? some are just too greedy no matter what. Yeah, but some I think trucking some companies will. would eat that profit and the drivers would get screwed anyways. But some trucking companies, you're right, would pass those savings on to well, their drivers that are making their rates cheaper. Well, if you look at it this way, there's a lot of companies out there that give um, those bonuses, you know, safety bonuses, you know, idle bonuses. You know, they give all those different little perks to the job well how about a clean driving bonus yeah a no dui bonus well just hey you you did a great job we're going to give you a bonus because of it you know those type of incidences because their insurances aren't raping them and they can you know pass that on somehow i think it would be good safe Hmm. driving record you know think of all those drivers out there that got million miles with no accidents what did they get a little plaque no, I got a certificate. And, and we've said this before. Those guys that aren't drinking, those guys that are, are getting the safe driving awards that, that come to a trucking company with zero tickets. They're looking at the drivers that screw up going. Their insurance rates are good because of how, those guys. How can you mess up? This is your job. Right. You know, if you think about it. Yeah. But All right. Well, that, you, that horse has been beaten. Let's move on. All right. Let's rock. Let's get out of here. And we're already a little over anyway. So you have any advice? Don't drink and drive. That's kind of a cliche. Stay clean. Stay clean. Get clean. Mm-hmm. Call us if you want some help. Call us. We'll figure something out together. We're, I'm not joking. I'm, I'm, I'm offering. Shoot me an email. Tell me who you are. We'll call you. Shoot us an email with your, your phone number on it, and I promise you we'll give you a call. And if you have a story about how you did it, how you're able to get yourself clean, give us a call. We'd like to interview you so that other drivers can hear a really good positive story. Ruth, and that is a super way to end this show. Every now and then you've got an idea that I like, and that's beautiful. I love that idea. If you're a trucker, if you're a trucker that was an alcoholic, 
Actually, I don't. I guess once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Yeah, you, you don't get. You don't. It, you just. You you stay right. clean. If you're a trucker that hasn't tr- touched a drop in years, and you want to share your story, as long as it's trucking related, okay, and we we don't have to put your name or your company up here, whatever, or we can if you want. It's up to you. If you want to share something with us, your story, and how you prevailed over this bad disease called alcoholism absolutely get a hold of toxidio we'd love to tell your story it's a good idea babe every now and then i roll one out you spit one out all right that's it for me we're out of here peace peace praise lord